0: Now recording. The following podcast may have adult humor. Swear words. Innuendos of a adult nature. Making fun of me. That's a given. (laughs) Everybody looks forward to that. But just know that you have been warned. Check out these friends of Knights of the Braille. Hello, I'm Quinn, and I'm Alex, and we're A Couple, Couple of characters. characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. We talk about fun characters we've created, and give advice about how to make your own quirky characters. Check us out every other week, wherever podcasts are found. Hey Jesse, how are we doing today? Good Richard, how are you? Um, uh, find this frogs here? Split three ways?
1: You're sounding like really fast. I don't know. It must be your internet connection. Because you're like, hey, Jesse, how are you? <laughs> uh, it's got to be your internet. Because it's not uh, mine. It's never um, mine. How upset are you that your Braves did not get to play this weekend? Uh,
0: eh, not so much. I did a lot of reading and okay. other stuff like that. So it's all good. But, you know... Um, here with the blind knights, we're uh always looking for inspiration, like you know, yes. uh, things like that. Um, and we're going to get to that later in the podcast. So I want to go over the books right now. What book do you have to recommend for us? I don't have one this week. Oh my gosh! No, I'm just kidding. I do. Um. Uh-
1: I'm going to recommend a horror short story collection by a new author it's called a bouquet of viscera by bridget nelson and i like this because like she does like a lot of different tropes and stuff with like horror that you've seen before but she always twists them be whether it be their ending or like the plot overall that everything feels different everything you don't know what you're in for. And I really enjoyed every story in this book.
0: And who did you say wrote it again?
1: Bridget Nelson. Bridget Nelson. Or if you want to be like... All proper Bridget Nelson. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just kidding. But it was. it's a really good book. I mean, there's. I think there's like 14 stories. And very rarely do you... I don't know if you read a lot of short story collections. But very rarely do you come across... A collection where there aren't like a couple weak ones but there weren't any weak ones in this one
0: uh i'll read them every once in a while but mostly by authors that i know and trust i had
1: this Um, recommended by someone that i have read before like i'm subscribed to their newsletter so i'm like oh i could probably read this but it's like her first collection and she almost sounds very you wouldn't know like she's a debut author she sounds seems
0: very polished right how many newsletters are you subscribed to sir probably a lot but i don't read them
1: all i usually Uh, subscribe to things to get like the free kindle book that they're giving away and then the book's shitty and i'm too lazy to unsubscribe from the newsletter ah gotcha but i only read about i read brian keen's i read ronald kelly's and Two other ones, maybe. But other than that, I'm just like, nah. I just want to see if your books any good. No, it sucks. Okay.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Did you gotcha. get all
1: those like Facebook, or at least I do. Those Facebook ads now. Join our mailing, my mailing list, and you'll get a free copy of my first book in the series. Like, all right. Or the
0: second book in the series, which means you have to I go saw and buy one of the those first day.
1: I'm like, why the fuck me off again? <laughs> I hate that. It's so <sighs> stupid.
0: It's so funny though to see y'all get all upset.
1: Well, here's the thing. The only way I can see doing it, if like, I guess maybe it's one of those ones where like you can jump in, you might not get everything, but I would have to think you'd have to be able to still enjoy it or they wouldn't give it away at all.
0: True. Um, I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Mine is actually um, it's a collection on Audible. I'm not sure why I picked this one, like why I bought it. Um, it sounded but like I've, you when
1: I read the synopsis. I'm like, Oh, that's Richard.
0: Yeah, and it, it probably was. But it's been so long since I actually bought it that I can't remember oh, okay. actually why. But um it is an apocalypse uh type of book, but it's Christian based. Um so that's probably why I was I wondering it, that. Like, I didn't know that for it.
1: sure, but I was wondering if
0: it was. Um in fact like the, the summary will tell you there's no bad language in it. There's no embarrassing sex scenes, and if you're infen- uh, offended by Bible-type stuff, you know. And I'm just—that's just me putting that part in there. then you don't want to read this book. This book ain't for you. But man, I have been into this since like the first sentence. You know, is it like, um,
1: is it like those religious movies where they're sometimes cheesy, or is it like really well done?
0: I think it's really well done. There's some you know parts I mean in it that, like that some are parts overboard. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, there's some spots that are a little overboard that, uh, you yeah, know, you could probably have cut it out. Um, mm. The entire collection was like around, I think, 20 hours, maybe. I don't know. He's got a bunch of other ones. I've looked at them and I can't remember the actual length, but... Um, it's like three books in this collection and it's the days of noah by is that mark cool series Goodwin. or is there more uh from what i gather that's it i haven't oh, finished okay. the last book in this collection so i i, I don't know for okay. sure but um it's like where the you had the fall of the united states and you know everybody starts getting persecuted and you realize that this all started a long time ago but like the right. Rockefellers and Rothschilds and mm-hmm. the Skull and Bones and the Illuminati and stuff like that. It's really, really good, though. If you like Apocalypse it stuff, and I, I, I like it. Um, it's it really close to home as well, because I can actually see a lot of this going on well,
1: I not was too far say, away from today's society. Possible,
0: maybe. Yeah. Um, was so it only one credit, too? Oh, yes. Okay, I'm a I'm a value shopper.
1: Are there any books for? <laughs> there used to always be. Are there any books for like two or more credits now? I never see it. I haven't. Um, Cause like I was surprised I got that whole Narnia collection for one credit.
0: I think they're all just one credit now. Yeah, I haven't come across or any that are two, three, and. So that's ridiculous. I'm like, mm mm. That was back me. in the day, though.
1: Back in the day, <laughs> like way back. Like 2006. Oh, when I became an Audible member. Oh, I said that yesterday. I forget what I was talking about to my mom. And I'm like, as Richard would say, oh, jeez.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. But let's move on to our word of the day. Kind of like we're back on Sesame Street. You know, the word of the oh, day. I'll talk about that on our other podcast. Yes. Uh, shameless plug the unseen critics since <laughs> yeah. Jesse did it. <laughs> um, but the word for the day and the letter is S. The word is setting.
1: Not like setting you're actually is, sitting,
0: but setting.
1: Right. That's mm-hmm. obviously is the where you are, like the world you're in or the it could be the type of day it is, or the landmass you're exploring. Basically
0: where you are. Right, your world, what, your, yay! <laughs> your area around you. And while we didn't talk about doing this, this movie did it for me. We all take inspiration from all kinds of areas. You know, um, being blind, we use audio description of movies when they're there, and our imagination when they're not.
1: And you said this. I use it, obviously, too, except for if it's like a movie I've seen a million times. Right. Like it kind of gets in the way. Do you feel that way?
0: I do if I've watched it a lot. Yeah. Um, like know, Dumb and like, Dumber, for instance. I wouldn't need audio description for that. Right. But we recently watched a movie, both of us did, called Hell Comes to Frogtown. Frog yes. Yes. And we we briefly discussed this, but I think that this is the perfect setting for an entire world myself. Yeah. But I could see it being one shot. a one-shot. Um, yeah. But I I could see it being, if not an entire campaign, definitely, Part of a campaign. Yeah, definitely multiple sessions of Oh, this. yeah, you
1: could definitely build it out.
0: Yeah, and and this movie is set in the post-apocalyptic era, and you know they've had like nuclear damage and things like that, and the well, I'm not sure Pot if Rod. the yeah, it's got Roddy Popper in it, of course. Um, but I'm not sure if the frogs were like byproducts of the radiation. Yeah, they don't really explain that, like how they came to be. Right. Or if humans and frogs were side by side when this happened, and uh, or humans blast. and frogs were mating, right? <laughs> it, it doesn't say where it actually comes from, but those creatures and there's different one. They they all have different like um, personality. So you could use... you didn't watch this with anybody sighted, did you? No, no. Because I wonder how like cheesy the frogs look. I don't know, but this is um, going off of something else. So, you uh-huh. know, so I'm not. I, it doesn't really matter I know, how they look in the movie, right? I was just wondering. Yeah. I um. You know, in this regard, you could take like several of the amphibious creatures, turn them into frogs, and give each one of them something different, mm. which, you know got me to looking and we have several that we're going to go over here today Holy but the world. setting I mean it's a it's a vast open area where there's very little life what life there is you know is a lot different than what you know and um, you know if you can Jesse give us a description of what you think the the land or the land area would look like the world I think the world would be
1: desolate. I don't think there'd be much plant life. Um, It would kind of be like a desert area. Or, you know, seeing as the main creatures are frogs, maybe like just a marshy land all over the continent. Um,
0: Yeah, that's about it. Check this out. Um, And I... Gave myself as much preparation as I gave you there, you know. the The sky is not exactly a deep blue, but kind no, of like a mix right. of red and and blue—a very eerie and and dark color. You almost think, I think it'd be red. very quiet too, like yes. You're... Um, quiet as in very little noise, but there is lots right. of wind because there's nothing there to block the wind right. anymore. So. You know, you had gale force winds, which can be their own different encounter that you wanted to run. Um, you know, blowing sand and grit and, you know, dead plant material and stuff like Definitely that. All over. No, no, but I mean, you have no choice. Right. You well, know, there's some very few buildings stand and they don't look safe enough to even go near, um, abandoned cars abandoned you know trucks and vehicles you know all over the place and you know to to throw something in there to make it even a bit more realistic you could say that you have like decaying skeletons or nothing but skin and bones lying all over the place right you know um there's lots of scary stuff out there but i really don't think Jason, there's much scarier than a skeleton just sitting there No. You know? It's like, something killed that. It's basic, but it's like, oh. Yeah. Something killed it. it? Right. Something bigger than it or smarter than it. And, you know, to throw a little added little oomph in there, think about seeing a rat or a mouse, I'd say a rat, crawling out of the eye socket of that skull. Yep. You know, I mean, and that's, I'm not saying that I got that exact impression from watching this movie, but I did get the abandoned world, the abandoned city yeah. kind of aspect, you know, and like I said, I didn't watch it with anybody who could see, um, but this one I think could have used a little audio description, not much, but yeah. I would love to have known what the world actually looked right. like, um... But see, from that movie, we just set up a whole at least two or three sessions. Yeah. You know, in in any any campaign, like whether it's D&D or whether it's, you know, um, eternal, not eternal, um, elemental, I mean, uh, or, or any other setting that you wanted to use. You can even use that with Star Wars 5e you know, and and have a planet of that. So there's so much that you can do just with that little bit of inspiration of a movie that costs 99 cents to rent on mm-hmm. iTunes. And we lost somebody. It sounded like someone came in. Nobody should be able to come in. Hmm. Well, the noise it played was like... Yeah. So I'm not sure if we're still recording, huh? But anyway, we'll uh, we'll just keep going like we are. Well, uh-huh. um, but yeah, ninety nine cents, and look what it did. I mean, it, it can it can do so so much there. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's go over some of these creatures and
1: you know what's cool,
0: podcasts.
1: You know what's not cool? No podcasts. Check out all the podcasts over here at
0: blindknowledge.com. This podcast you're listening to right now is a featured blind knowledge podcast. And as we close that out to see if it was still recording, and of course it was, and so this one's going to be a little, maybe it won't be too choppy, but if it is, I do apologize. But anyway, that's our review of how to take a movie and turn it into a setting. Which I think is really cool. I mean, you couldn't yep. do it with everything. No, but you could do you it know. with a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You could take a Hallmark Christmas movie and turn it into a horror campaign. Because those are absolutely horrible. You know, but... It is what it is. Um, The views
1: and opinions expressed by Richard are not
0: the views and opinions of
1: the rest of the Knights of the Braille family. Yes, they are.
0: I'm part of that family, sir. Yeah, but see, you don't count. Oh, but everyone else does. Yep, yep, yep. You know that's how it is when you have things that are located in somebody else's pocketbook. But, let's continue with the... You know, the zoo or the creatures. You know, and this goes off of still off of, um, of Frog Frogtown here. Now, you've come across Bullywogs or Bullywogs. In our bully first wogs. ever
1: campaign that
0: you yes. ran. Yes, yes. I mean, first um,
1: ever one I was a part of.
0: And I was accused of using them to try to kill the entire party. when That was they the were...
1: crocodile that was strong as shit.
0: Yeah, um... But anyway, that's neither here nor there, um, right. but you can use those, you can amp them up, you can leave them as they are and just flavor them a little differently, um, but they usually live in like swamps and, you know, marshy, um, wet type areas, which, if you'll remember from the movie, Jesse, they did have like, um I could hear like water and, and nature sound whenever yes. they were actually yep. in Frogtown, right. so You know, you can use that aspect of it. Um, You can use a giant frog, which you all face the giant crocodile. You know, it wouldn't be as powerful as a crocodile, grant you, but it wouldn't still work and just, you know, a lot of times in games we want to try to go straight by the rules, and that's that's not the way that I run. It's not the way that I like to play. So, you know, just... Flavored a little different the frog right. rules as written, which is also called raw cannot walk. Well, who's to say that it can't That's you're the one stupid. running the game so you let them walk. I'm
1: assuming unless you beat them up bullywogs are very
0: wimpy. They be can right. be, but they're. I think they're a playable race now. So, oh really? Um, I believe so. I'd have to look back. I mean, I would never want to play one. Was there a but random question? Was there a frog character in Ninja
1: Turtles ever? Yes. Okay. Um, I thought so, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I can't remember
0: their names. All I remember um, is the fish character. that's name was Ray Fillet. Uh, but yeah, they were in the cartoon. Um, okay. oh, they had a lot of dealings with Leatherhead, if I remember right. I loved him. Um, but they were kind of like rednecky. Um, oh, wait,
1: I do remember them, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm trying to remember their names, but they were like painters' names or something like that, if I remember Yeah, right. I do kind of remember that because I think that was like Aristotle, maybe. Leatherhead, awesome, no, I don't carry him. Oh shirt. yes,
1: he's a um, and his real name was Jesse.
0: Yeah, uh, but we have uh, <clears throat> Um Not really sure. I didn't look it. Up. Uh, I did not look it up to see, but the oh, way okay. it's spelled is F R O G H E M O T H, like frog he moth. So, hmm. I'm thinking like a giant frog, maybe? Well, I'm thinking like a frog. Like instead of behemoth? frog. Yes, frog. yes. But see, I'm also looking at it as it has moth in the name, M-O-T-H. Oh, that would be weird, yeah. Moths fly and they head towards light. So, maybe this frog has wings. And see, people, when when, when we're doing this... It's you know, we don't know what it is, so we're going by the name and making our mm-hmm. own. That's right. what we call homebrew. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, but there's a Hez Hezru. I'm going by how the screen reader says it here. They're frog like in appearance, but they're a demon possessed frog, mm. basically, with poisonous stench, like really bad gas. Mm. Um they have an AC of sixteen and their HP is one hundred and thirty six. Damn, they're beefy. Yes, and um they cannot be poisoned. They are a challenge rating of eight. Now we also have you know um we had the slotty here, which is really where the bulk of this is gonna come from. But you can take um, the creature we just described, you know, let them use a weapon. You know, let them just be strong. You can do whatever you want. Like, yes. they say your imagination's a limit, but really is. Yes. I mean, so you can take one basic, like, cookie cutter cutout and adapt it to what you need. You know, you don't even have to change the CR or the, you know, the HP there. Just... You know, modify what you need to for your group, but the slotty is a uh, is toad-like, and they have um, four different subtypes. So it's a and battle protein. In a way, yeah, yeah, in a way, and you can make them be that if you wanted to. to. Um, The red Slotty can plant eggs in a victim like a Xenomorph does from the Alien movies. Yeah. And according to what I have researched, the red ones are the weakest ones. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, They have an HP of 95 and an armor class of 14. So really not all that powerful when you think about it it's just what they can do that makes them seem that way now you have a blue one which is more along the lines of what i would say a battle toad because they're beefy they're muscled up they're like they're on steroids they're the macho man of the slotties oh yeah um but the description that I come across said they have bone-like protrusions on their like hands mm-hmm. that make them like Wolverine. That's kind of awesome. Um, they can also implant a victim and turn them into a slotty. Their health is 115, and their armor class is 15. So a little more a little beefy. stronger. Yep. Yeah, and a little more defensive. Now, here's coming into some cool ones. We have the green one, which can cast spells. Um, They're also shapeshifters with an HP of 127 and an armor class of 16. Now, we have just gone over just three of the slotties and yet three different types. Also, just like three different types in the, you know, Hell Come From Frogtown. Right. Right. I mean, this is all just working together here. And then we have the gray slot, or slotty, which is also known as the death slot. Um, They're mostly used as messengers in the material plane. They can also cast spell. Their HP is 127, and their armor class is 18. That one is a little beefed up. And yeah. a lot harder to hit as well. Um, and really cool uh, feature of this one is that they can make themselves be like human shaped and can carry a long sword. So you can modify each of those. You can have Very them every in colors. Yeah. Um. You, you can do all kinds of stuff with these. You know, slotties just to fit. You know that kind of world. I mean, it just goes to show you that you can take something that you watched and let it... Well, or, you, you know, you could yeah. take anything, like you could make Super
1: Mario out of D&D. Yeah. yeah. And people oh, wait, can not it entire
0: life. No, we don't talk about that anymore. Oh, that and you are now banned from this podcast forever now. So, see you, bye. But, uh, <laughs> as always, everybody, this is... You know what we do as, you know, blind gamers and game masters is we take something and turn it to what we think it looks like because hey, we can't see the picture. You know, and D and D beyond and other places like that don't always give really good descriptions and I fact, feel sometimes like we as blind you know, people any at all.
1: hmm Yeah. I was gonna say I feel like we as blind people may actually describe something better because we have to create it in our mind to the way we can understand it. Exactly.
0: <coughs> but that is the podcast for us for this week. Be sure to check out the Knights of the Braille Discord. Uh, there is an event coming up that y'all may want to check out. It is in the events channel. Uh, you can find it, I believe, from the off-topic um, yep. category. That's right. Uh so, y'all be sure to check it out, and remember to like, share, rate, review, and... We scribe. This episode is brought to you by the Knights of the Braille, and is made possible
1: through the support of viewers such as you. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to get all of the latest information and episodes. Thank you.